Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Today's episode, I've got a bit of a weird combination for you. So first off, we're going to be talking about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, so all about how to be used languaging patterns for persuading people, sales, and just talking to people in general. So that's the first part. And then later on, we're talking about using automation in your content machine. So I've got uh, Brian Kelly from the host of the Mind Body Business Show. I met Brian at a networking event. He was a cool dude. He had me on his show, so I naturally invited him to come on to this show today. Not many people have spoken about NLP on the show before, so I thought you'd find it interesting and what he does with automation on the back end with his clients and the content machine. So without further ado, here's my conversation today with Brian Kelly. G'day, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm your host, Jules Dan, and I'm joined by Brian Kelly from Reach Your Peak. It's a live show. And really, really interesting how Brian and I met. So I went on a, it was called Strategic Alliance. It was a, it was a deal-making and a networking event. One of the best I've ever been to. You didn't go to sleep. It wasn't everyone just talking about themselves. It was an interactive event. I absolutely loved it. And I met Brian in one of the side rooms but uh, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest today, Brian. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic, Julian, my friend. And yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, Strategic Alliance Live was and is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And they'll be doing another one coming up soon. So I will uh, I recommend everyone get on that next time for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I'll be promoting the heck out of that before it comes up because it was... Yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah, you've probably been to a few B&I events before, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've been to so many events, Julian, uh, seminars, networks, uh, boot camps, you name it. Yeah. Uh, you know how to give the, those, those little uh, badges with a lanyard uh, to yes. let you in and out? Yes. I kept as many as I could, as many as they would allow. And I tell you, they're like a thick rope if you put them all on my neck. I, I've been to a bunch. And Strategic Alliance, uh, this isn't a promo for them, but I'm just saying, you know, just show up to everybody. Uh, one of the biggest tips I always give people is just show up. I, I literally became a seminar junkie at one point where I just kept going. And ultimately, I, I was going too much. I didn't have an outcome in mind. But don't let that detract you. Go to seminars, go to boot camps, go to those things that meet your wheel, that are in your wheelhouse. There are things that you want to do mm-hmm. and expand on. And if you're a, an entrepreneur looking to build a business, then the one we're talking about right now is a go to. It's oh, yeah. one of the top two of the many I've ever been to in my life. And this one was virtual wasn't even in person yeah. i'm Virtual. comparing it to other in-person events as well so yeah that's the plug for them even though they didn't pay me for it i'm gonna go back to that and get some royalty i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well frankly it was a bit underpriced in my opinion uh i i, I it was if you i thought paying 90s i was gonna give i would love to get to know a little bit about your backstory first um but i just, just wanted to say i like, want your opinion i thought 97 bucks and I thought, you know, oh, there's going to be a lot of opportunity people in here, but there were some really good people inside that group. It wasn't like a whole bunch of newbies just getting started. There was 
Yeah, pretty good. Anyways, all right. Yeah, when I'm, I'm, when they did uh, physical events on site before COVID hit, that's what they did. And I forgot what their price tag was, but it was around three grand per ticket. Uh, so you're, you're absolutely correct that it was underpriced, but yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to throw that in there. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So Brian, enough about me, enough about strategic clients. I want to hear a little bit about you, uh, how you got to where you are right now in your business. Um, let's hear your cliff notes backstory if possible. <laughs> the one for dummies that doesn't exist. I, I don't know how to do that. Some people dumb myself. It's uh, yeah, just, uh, was a software engineer, cut my teeth on that as a career, loved automation from day one. Anytime you could put something up, build it. And mm -hmm. it took a lot of time. But once it was done, then you could uh, just press a button and it, it redoes many complex things over and over and over without human intervention. And so I've taken that uh, concept, the whole automation, and poured it into what is currently my business, which involves live video. And the name of that show is The Mind Body Business Show. And I've, I've automated all the processes leading up to, which is, you know, I always do interview like you're doing right now, uh, mm -hmm. Julian. And it automates all of the communication of the guests coming up uh, prior to uh, some automation is fired off as we go live. And then there's a lot more automation in the post show. And that just breeds incredible, immense quality from zero, you know, from prior to the show all the way through and past the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you look professional, both the, the guest and the host. But my, my mission is to make the guest shine. And I understand there's somebody named, uh, Julian coming on my show down the road a bit too. In August. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, right. that's, uh, uh, yeah, it's a long, long story. I'm not a young, a young guy. I'm, I'll be 57 here real shortly. And uh, I don't want to go too deep into that. It's just, uh, I've learned a lot by showing up to events and by yep. saying, yeah, you know, when you're asked, uh, when, you know, nearly every one of these events has some big pitch at the end or multiple pitches. <laughs> yeah, they got to cover and expenses is, somehow. <laughs> and most people know this, right? Going in. And a lot of people get to that point and they, they start to fold their arms in the audience. They're like, it's oh, so here cool. comes the pitch. I'm le leaning forward like, okay, let's see what they got because I want to learn how they pitch. Yes. And if, if it's successful, I'm taking notes. Oh, this worked. That oh, worked. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, That's a big thing. And if it's a fit, I run to the back, whether I have the money in my bank or not. I just say yes. And I've done this multiple times. It was very scary the first time. And once it worked the first time, it said, all I got to do is say yes, go back, see when we work something out. And I've, I've gone to so many advanced courses as a result. And it's really catapulted my personal life and my business life as a result. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know, I heard from uh, Russell Brunson. I heard that tip from his podcast saying every time he went to an event and people would be so cynical when, it, when, it, when they realized it turned into a pitch fest. But what he did was that he'd realize he, he, he noticed someone might deliver a close differently or he, every time there was a table rush, he, he'd quickly examine what the hell did they say to do that. And everyone around them, around him would be all cynical, arms crossed. And then he, he'd be like, are you guys not, not seeing this? So I love that you said that um, we're on the same wavelength. So I, I want to quickly ask you, what was that one offer that, you know, you really, really wanted, but you didn't quite have enough money and it scared the crap out of you to invest? Oh, I know it. it's the one that changed my life forever. Uh, and it was to um, enroll in an advanced neuro-linguistic programming course. Mm. It was all geared toward business. So neuro-linguistic programming is traditionally a, a personal development type of science. It's to help people get over issues that are going on in their, in their minds and in their subconscious minds. Yeah. It's a science. It works. It's phenomenal. It's got some other so powers too. 
Pardon? It's got some other powers too. Yeah. And so I learned, uh, you know, through my mentor, his name's Mel Cutler. He had a, a seminar uh, business going on for quite some time that I became, uh, he became my mentor. And I ended up going to all of his advanced courses that were thousands each. And I have zero regrets. In fact, uh, I would do it all over again and tell mm-hmm. everybody to do it. I learned so many things about mindset and also using my NLP skills, how to more effectively uh, speak from stage and how to, and that, you know, that stems into everything, into writing, into how you communicate, just talking on the phone with somebody. Right. And it's just been a life changer. And I didn't have the money. And I just finally said, you know what, I'm done. I, I got to say yes and just go to the back. And we worked out a way to make it happen. And, and then they threw in something that I couldn't resist. said, look, if you say yes today, if you sign up. This is one-on-one now, uh, kind of on the side. Yeah. You say yes today, one-on-one. Your son, who was with me at the time, he was 16, your son can come for half. Uh, oh, you know how to get to a guy, man. I'm a dad. I want my son there. So yeah, I said, okay, yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll make it happen. It, and, and we both went. It was phenomenal. That was the first wave. And there were men, many since uh, or past that time. Yep. And that was it. That was like the pivotal moment. That was the first day of the rest of my life when I made that decision. That's, that's awesome. And was, he, was his, what's your son's name? Pardon? What's your son's name? Wyatt. So was Wyatt like, dad, I don't want to come. Or, or, or did he lean in and say, oh, this is awesome. I want, I want, I want a piece of this. Wyatt is a very, very quiet young man. Uh, just for him to say yes, to come to the seminar, I knew he had interest. And mm-hmm. I already knew that, you know, and I, I told him, I went back and said, look, uh, Mel said, uh, if I bring you on, I can get you in as a deal. I'll have uh, you in, you want to go? And he's like, oh yeah. So he, awesome. he was in for it. And, and, and the result was phenomenal. And my daughter had experienced it as well. I also have a daughter who's older mm-hmm. than him. Uh, she went to one of these on her own uh, while she was going to college. It was way too much for her to take in at the time. But she, yeah. she got the results as well. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting because I, I'm, I imagine what you, what you learned out of that training really, like, we, like you said, it translates to doing live video, translates to you speaking. Um, what were those... Can you, could you tell me maybe one or two really key takeaways, especially when it comes to interacting, whether it's one-on-one or one-to-many? Because I know some people have done NLP and they're the most persuasive bastards I've ever met. Like they're, I should say bastards, but they're super, they're super charismatic and they know what they're doing and it doesn't sound like a sleazy sort of salesperson. And it, and it all depends on the person and what their intent is, right? Mm-hmm. So if, NLP, we swore to use it for good, always, with integrity and character. I wouldn't do anything else personally. Um, but yeah, it, it's profoundly helped in communication. And that was a big part of the training by, as, a, as a, uh, a side, like building rapport with someone. You know, a lot of people give you certain uh, layman type ways of building rapport. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way we learn in NLP, and it, it's simple to do, it's fun. And now I do it automatically without even thinking about how to do it. And I used to be shy and I didn't like to talk to people. I love people, always have. I just didn't know how to, to, to communicate with them yep. to feel comfortable and not let, feel like a doofus, right? And so yeah. uh, when I learned the, the building rapport skills, my life changed for the better. Everybody now was indeed my friend. I mean, down to the Starbucks barista, you could see they're having a down day and just saying one word with a smile and they, their state changes on a dime. They open their eyes. You can see them kind of get out of it. Mm-hmm. And their, their day was improved just a little bit just because I learned something. And so that, that really fills me up. I don't, I, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about making people happy yeah. and helping people. And that was just one uh, tiny thing. 
communication is a two-way street. So if you're talking to somebody, it's like, God, they just don't get it. What is wrong with them? That's the problem. What is wrong with them is not the proper question. And it's not what is wrong with you either, but it is what can I do to modify my communication in order to make them or to better help them to understand what I'm saying? Because if you're at cause, if you put it on your own shoulders and say, well, I'm at cause for the reason that this is not going forward. And when you change that whole vantage point, because we're human beings, brother, we like to point fingers in the opposite direction and say, it's all, you know what? It's all Julian's fault. That guy just doesn't get it. And no matter what I do, he's not going to get it. Oh, well, wait, wait a minute. Maybe there's something I'm not doing that is, it's just not, we're not matching for some reason. Let me keep working on that. And when you, there are skills you can do to switch things up. Uh, let's say Julian, you're, yeah. you talk a little, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty mellow, right? And so when someone would come up to you and talk to make good rapport with you, they would also mirror that and talk more mellow if they're super energetic, like I normally am. I, that's my normal mode. But, you know, you, you notice that you feel you, you read the room, so to speak, mm-hmm. and you look at everything that's going on with them, their, their facial expressions, their body posture, everything. And then from that, you realize how you can react and meet them where they are right at that moment. And that's like instant rapport. And they're already listening to you at a more uh, deep level. Okay. So does it, just- oh, interesting. So does that mean that that barista who was in zombie trance, you know, just pouring coffees? one thing after the next, you know, maybe a bit slumped. Does that mean that you approach in that same body language as well? Or does that, or is there a way that you have to use, to, you have to elevate um, a little bit higher, but still sort of be at their wavelength? That is a fantastic question. My God, no one's ever asked that. That is great because my, my outcome for that moment is to elevate their state, not to match it. Mm. And so for them, I'll see their name tag. And they'll be walking around and say, hey, Julian, how you doing? I'll do it very upbeat. And they'll just, you know, that's when they're going to wake up. And I say, man, it, I'll just, whatever comes up, hey, it's hot. You know, God, you're really fast. And then I make little jokes. Like they whip up the drink really fast. Like, wow, it's like you've done this before. You know, and then, I, then they're chuckling and, you know, just a little brevity. In that case, it's for, it's what is the outcome? You know, first ask yourself, what is the outcome? Like if I'm talking to a, a potential client, I will more than likely match them at first. And then if, if they're really down, I want to start elevating that. I want them in the emotional state. That's good for them. This isn't for me. That gets them to the point where they, mm-hmm. you know, we're not on a call unless they had some interest in whatever it was I'm offering, right? Yep. And so it's my duty, my responsibility to ensure that they get what they came for. And to do that, sometimes you have to take them on a little emotional journey and it doesn't take much. And if you change their state to a positive one, you know, people buy on emotion, period, not on facts, figures. That that's good and it's there, but the bottom line is what what is if their emotional state is down the dumps, they're not going to buy. Period. It's not going to happen. And I want people to buy only when it's a fit, and I think it can elevate them in their life. And I will tell them, I say, if we're not a fit, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, either they're not ready or I'm not a fit. You're just you're either too advanced for what I do. You know, you're you're like doing twenty million dollars a year. That's not that's not the type of person I cater to. I'll just tell them right up front, look, we're not a fit. They'll, they'll know, <laughs> by the way. But yeah, so it depends on this, the outcome. And always, that, that's yeah. a huge, huge tip for everybody is no matter what you're doing in life, if you're going to go to a seminar, oh, this is what Mel taught me when I mentor. He said, you know, don't go to these seminars unless you have a, an actual outcome in mind. Like, I want to meet and speak with the lead speaker of that seminar. It could be yeah. a big name. 
And I'll tell you what, since I learned that, and since I, that, that became my outcome for every uh, one of these events. And every time I did that, I ended up speaking with that person on the side every single time. It was like magic. And yeah. now I had a, a valid bona fide reason for going rather than just going and networking, which is good. And that happens. But when you have an outcome in mind, it adds juice. It adds power to the reason behind it. So have an outcome in mind, no matter what you're about to embark on. It doesn't matter what it is. What is that next arduous task you're about to embark yeah. on? How yeah. much money is it going to uh, cost you? How much time is it going to cost you? Be sure the outcome is strong enough because if it's not, then maybe that's a sign it's time to move to another task and that put that one on the shelf and do something that should be higher priority. I love that. So always thinking about what's the outcome in any interaction, in any sort of seminar. You know, when I went to Strategic Alliance, I didn't actually have that thought in mind, but whenever the people who, from Platinum were, had that little talk, I'd, I'd quickly go to LinkedIn, write down their name and add them like, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? I've already had uh, five of them come along and um, it's been some good stuff that come out of that. So 100% agree. Um, with, with that NLP training you went through, I, I've heard from other people who've been through something similar. They've told me it's hard to find in books and all the books that do exist they're very dry. They're not that good. But are there any sort of resources that might be, you know, easy to access for people who are listening who just want to get their feet wet? The thing with NLP is it is it is experiential. It is almost impossible to learn it from a book. Mm. And then totally so, understand. Yeah, and the, all the advanced courses I went to were very interactive, and you would sit down next to another student. One of you would pay, play the role of, you know, you have the change chair and you'd have the yep. Um, yep. instructor chair and you would switch and you would practice the different processes. Yep. And it involved at times physical touching, that would be anchoring, physical anchoring and things like that. Uh, I have seen it used on DVD form. I have seen it uh, on Zoom and things and people are learning how to make it work that way. But it's still experiential just to read yep. something in a book. It's, it's good to, it's good to have the background, if you will, but there aren't that many that I know of. And I've read several, even from one of the founders, Richard Bandler, that doesn't really teach you much NLP. No, I heard he's it's more of a very metaphor, dry. It's like a long metaphor story. Yeah. Uh, the one that I, I've read a couple from Richard Bandler, but he's the creator of this thing. Uh, what, what I would uh, recommend is go on video, YouTube and, and search for all things Richard Bandler as one resource. And just know that the guy is very colorful in language, just saying. So don't have any youngins running around if right. you don't hear right. him. If uh, this, if that. But my, my mentor, Mel, and his wife, Kate, went and learned from him in person for 30 days in Florida. Mm, very immense. And so from one of the co-creators himself. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. And yep. it's a very young science, 30 plus years, uh, not too much more. Uh, Richard Ballard's still with us today. And I know by having done, gone through it so many times as a, what you would call a client and so many times as doing it as the, the person enacting the processes mm. on them, it works. It's a science. It's a proven science. It's an amazing science. Yep. Uh, and it's fast, really fast. Yeah. And I, I like how you, how you were very frank and said, look, you're not going to learn it just from reading it through a book. And I, I think I, complete, com I can completely relate because I actually used to be a PT, personal trainer for five years. If someone read in a book how to do a deadlift or how to do a squat, they <laughs> would surely injure themselves the heavier they got because their foundation is not there. And I think that's really key what you said, you, having that active practice 
It's turning the unconscious uh, into unconscious by just practicing with people. And 30 days immersive experience, man, that, that would have really turned it into an unconscious habit. Holy crap. Um, yeah. I can't wait for that to actually happen. So I want to ask, so that's in a one-on-one interaction. I know we're sort of teasing the audience, you know, like we're not actually, we've just said you need to actually go and do this as an experiential learning sort of thing. But yeah, it, when you're doing one-to-one to one-to-many and you're using a lot of those uh, NLP ninja tactics or tricks, foundational secrets, um, are the principles the same or is it, is it modified a little bit when you're going one-to-many? One to it's pretty much the same. I've done it both ways. I've uh, taught uh, from stage. I've gone through certain processes, NLP processes. And, you know, one, they, they, they're very fast. So mm. the, the ones we went through took about seven minutes each. That's it. And then your life has changed forever. And it's really cool. Um, you know, the delivery can be a little bit different just because it's a group, because you're, you're scanning the audience. You're looking for all of them. Like, what is their face? What is their posture? How are, you know, and, and you're pointing things out without calling out names to give them a better result mm. as you do it. But it, it's pretty much the same. Uh, I've, I've done it from stage. I've literally done it over the phone with no visual uh, for one gentleman. He said, Brian, I really need help. I pulled over and I said, he was, he's a really good friend. I said, you got it, brother. So I, I pulled over and spent an hour and a half on the curb uh, taking him through some processes and he just yeah. listened. So it's, it's very, uh, it's effective um, in, in both and now even on online. So if you can get on like online, but live, it's probably the best. So the instructor can see you and understand where you're at, uh, because a big part of it is about your posture again, and all of the, everything that's going on in your facial expression yep. and your voice, your tonality, it all, it all plays into it. Okay. I'm probably going to need it. What's the, okay, so what's the founders of NLP again? So I can YouTube him. Uh, YouTube. Richard Bandler and John Grinder. Uh, it would be Grinder. A lot of people would say, uh, but Richard Bandler, B-A-N-D-L-E-R. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I want to shift gears a little bit. I, I just latched onto that because no one's ever spoken about NLP and I've, I know a few people who, who are really master of persuasion who use that, uh, that, that toolbox, so to speak. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, maybe we, we'll see how much time we've got, but Matt, you wrote a bit, um, you're really good at massive exposure. So, uh, is that, does that include, uh, like getting traffic to events or does that just mean <clears throat> awareness of, of, of brand? What did you mean by massive exposure? Yeah. Awareness of brand primarily uh, getting to events, but events being live video. So I, I have a show myself. It's a live video. Mm-hmm. And then I repurpose it into podcast, the audio form. And so it's about getting massive exposure by doing a lot of things through the process of automation. And that goes, that goes very, very deep, but many things, including like, as, as the show date is approaching, I have automation processes set up in advance that will post automatically the day before the event goes live with the bio of the guest and the picture of the guest included in the post. We're talking about Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, all the major platforms, Twitter, uh, where that is automated. There's others like Medium is another one uh, where it's a blogging. Uh, and anything I can find and touch and automate that, that has some kind of API or a hook or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a layman term, but something that term, can yeah. be automated that has the ability, um, then and it's and it's a way to get the word out. Then I implement it in my system. And so, you know, when you go live, for instance, we live stream on eight platforms simultaneously, not just one. And it could be multiple Facebook ones, which we do, uh, but it's also LinkedIn Live, YouTube, 
Uh, Twitter, which is Periscope, is going away. It's going to be Twitter Live. Uh, even Twitch uh, has opened it up to business. It's not very great over there. So yeah, my first game is on there. Yeah, <laughs> gamers, yeah. And so they're, they're kind of bored with this uh, talking about entrepreneurship. They want to play a game. That's okay. Uh, the other one is I heard recently that TikTok is uh, allowing lives. And uh, really? Yeah. Really? And hopefully Instagram at some point will allow live from a non-phone. You know, that's the only restriction they have. But it's, yeah. I, I coined a term called carpet bomb marketing. And so carpet bombing, it's a metaphor. So for anyone that's against violence, just get over it. It's not about violence. It's, you know, envision one of those old planes flying over this big old Stratoforce. It's a B-52, mm-hmm. by the way. And then it starts dropping bombs. And you see it just continuously stream of bombs. Kind of like envision a rabbit walking along and just dropping those poops as it walks along. <laughs> and it just, yeah. as it falls, yeah. they kind of separate. And when they hit, you're basically saturating the area beneath your target zone. You're saturating it. And so I came up with the metaphor of carpet bomb marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And so anything that is able for a quote unquote bomb to hit, I'm going to aim for it. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit the target every single time because that's what automation gives us. It gives us the ability to hit things over and over and over in an automated fashion. So if it's available and I'm so in that light, I'm always growing the number of platforms and resources to spread the word about upcoming shows to help the guests get more exposure in addition to myself. My shows are more geared to my guests than, my, than myself. I want to lift them up because I have, you know, the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet come on my show. They're all over the world. Les Brown has been on. I don't know, uh, you're kind of a young guy. You may not know who that is. Yours but... truly is on the show. One of the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. <laughs> and you are coming on. That's right. That's right. Present company included. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, but can I, could I, I want to ask you a hard question, Brian. I want to be devil's advocate a little bit with, with all those different uh, networks and, and uh, social media platforms. Um, does that mean you have to actively build and grow a following on each of those to get a result? Or is, does that just, because, you know, some people will, will say you'll have to engage in other people's content in order to grow your following. It's not just about posting, posting, posting. So you're curious to know, how does the uh, audience get the most out of it if there's so many people to so many so many platforms to broadcast to? It's a multi prong question. It's a very good one. Um, yeah, multi prong always me. My bad. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, it is good if you can build a following on any and all of these social media platforms. But I would prioritize and pick the ones that are going to best fit and match your uh, target audience, your uh, avatar for your business. Who is your ideal client? So for me, that would be LinkedIn. Facebook is a second place to that. Yep. Uh, and Twitter's way down there because that's more celebrities and look at my food. This is what I ate and nothing against Twitter. <laughs> I know uh, what you're but, saying. You know, Bit of a brain so fart pick- sort of media. What's that? The brain fart media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you hit as many as you can. So build a following in each. And here's the thing. And this is something I know you learned uh, in Strategic Alliance is remember this. This is, this is key. I mean, when, when Tom said this, Tom Edson said this, it reminded me like, wow, I needed that kick in the butt. And that was, it's not about the what or the how when you're thinking about business. It's about the who. Mm-hmm. So who can you partner with? Who can you bring in to give you help? So I looked at so that true. as I can partner with, with amazing people like Julian for what we, we do in the communication space. And then I can get help through VAs to help me to build my social media, to to do the interaction. 
on my behalf, if necessary. There are all sorts of ways. So you build that up. But here's the kicker to all of this. Mm-hmm. I get asked this all the time. Julian. How many how many people uh, do you get on the lives? You know, before we go on, I'm with the guests. We're, we're flipped. I'm on your side. You're on mine on the video. Yeah. And I just like, there's no way to predict. And it's like, it, it varies. I, that's all I can tell them. It varies. Their whole thing, and, and most people's thing, is how many people are going to be watching or listening? And what kind of... Uh, uh, engagement are we going to get, you know, especially with live, they, they, they want to know about that because they want to grow their social media presence. That's the yeah, bottom line. I understand. Here's the beautiful thing about this. I had a, a gentleman by the name of Seth Green as a guest. He is him. a partner with the one and only Kevin Harrington, who was one of the original sharks on Shark Tank. That's those right. that don't know who that is. Uh, and they have together, they uh, co-host a podcast called the Sharkpreneur Podcast. And it's very popular. It's uh, They have done over 650 episodes i just looked do you think they know a thing about a thing or two about this industry and that said very eloquently i'm probably going to mess it up but he basically said that he doesn't care about any of that stuff he doesn't care about oh this is what he called it i don't care about the vanity numbers i was like ooh, i like that name what he cared about the reason their strategic um, approach to it and he used that word strategic was to form relationships not with the audience had nothing to do with the audience it was with the guests exactly. that came on the show. Exactly. And he hit the nail on the head. I've been doing my live show for three years. And my biggest joint ventures, my biggest business um, successes have come from my relationship with the guests, not the audience members. Matt, and so, so true. about building your platform, it's about after the fact. So Ju- Julian, you have a product or service. I'm sure you do. And if you offer it, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go research this guy, Julian. How do you say your last name? Danny Lack, but that's why I go by Jules Dan because most people will stuff it up. But yeah, good question. Julian Danny Lack, good. So now people know how to say it and they have no excuse because now they've heard this. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold them to them. People have short memories these days. <laughs> yeah. So you have a product or something. So let's say you do a webinar. Let's say you do anything. You put out a post, you email blast. What are people going to do that have never heard of you? They're going to research you. And when they do, if you've been carpet bomb marketing, they will find you and they yeah. will find you everywhere, regardless of the size of your subscribers mm-hmm. or followers or friends insert, you know, term here. It doesn't matter. It, can it help? Sure. But your, your focus should not be on how many people do I have in my friends list yep. and how many people are interacting on my live show rather pick the, the guest expert. So it's a fine, it's a, it's a, it's a balance because guest experts want to get exposure so you're going well you got like 200 followers on facebook and you want me to be on your show i don't know if it's worth my time well if they're carpet bomb marketing perhaps it is because you're going to be everywhere yeah i like it it's like you sorry i cut you off there that's all right i was gonna say it's it's uh it's kind of like because i worked with a um a career coach she used to be a pr expert and she calls it controlling a narrative right so if if you're controlling your own narrative when someone Googles your name and someone, uh, like you've just said, you've carpet bombed and you've positioned yourself as the expert in whatever field and you're talking about, let's just say it's me, I'm talking about how I did a six-figure launch for a client, which is true. But, you know, I don't have a massive following. It kind of helps to have that all over the web if you just Google it. And um, I also, I also really want to comment on the part he said relationships because uh, I've said this on the podcast a million times. 
start a podcast the best way to get to know people who you normally wouldn't have access to. And um, as you can see here, I've got little letters. I, you gave me your address. So I give out little gifts to podcast uh, guests afterwards, keep the relationship going. And uh, it has served me well. So I'm glad they're on, we're on the same wavelength with. Very smart. And I, I get gifts from my guests. I got books and CDs and all sorts of awesome stuff that I, I didn't even ask for. They, they just, I, I knew it was coming. And when they would ask, hey, what's your address? Like, oh, I'll just give it to them. I'm not even going to ask it. But it's really cool. And I don't do it for the gifts, for sure. The relationships, oh my gosh, that's it, Julian. That is the number one. I have made so many. Lois Kofi, I was telling you before. She's great. Uh, who invited me to the Strategic Alliance uh, before we came on to this podcast. I met her because she was a guest on my show. How did she become a guest on my show? Because a previous guest, I ask, I ask for referrals every single person that comes on my show. That's a secret, by the way. Yeah. It's not a big one. But that is the, the literal strategy I use that landed me Les Brown. It was organic. It was because I kept raising the bar and saying, who do you know that may be even more successful than you? And I do it in a very gentle way to make them not sound like, wow, you suck, but I want somebody better. No, I never do that. They're awesome. They're amazing. I say, can you find me somebody either as successful or, or if you can even fathom it, someone more successful than you? That's the secret sauce. That's, that's, that's what you say? Exactly. Almost word for word. And so I one, do this. One more time, Dylan, or Julian, I do this. I got your two names mixed up. Julian Denilak. I'm calling you Dylan. Uh, Julian. There you go. I do this. Told you right everyone stuffs it up. <laughs> Dang it. I didn't want to be everyone. But uh, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. Um, okay, yeah, so, so right, after, right after the show, like right after this podcast would end, that's when I uh, put up that. And I, I have automation on the back end that, that asks them for the, and I tell them it's going to come around nine o'clock in the morning tomorrow. We're done. You might be fried. It's sometimes late at night. So it's cool. Just know it's coming tomorrow. And I, I pre-frame them, let them know what it's going to say. Mm. And I do it quick. And I just, I always, I give them three options and I always say pick option number two, and that is referring three people. Uh, number one is pay for it. It's a, I give them a gift in response in return for those three people. So you're asking, is it in the, in the email follow-up or is it in person you're asking for that, um, the referral? I do it in person right after the show. Yeah. And then the, for them to execute, for them to give the referrals, it's through the email because that goes to a website with a form where they enter the names of the three people with their contact information. And then they will all get automatically invited to the show with that person's name as the person that referred them all automated. And they get to see everything before they say, well, I don't know how he's going to represent me. Right. A lot of people are a little skittish. So I have a little quick video shows them exactly what the email is going to say. Uh, to let them know to be comfortable with it. And it's, it, it's, that's again, it's successful. I've got I'm Les Brown, Tom Antion, who's a internet marketing multimillion. Okay. He's a, he's a personal friend. He doesn't count uh, that way. But many others, many others that are prominent. Jack Turk, lead copy, keep uh, lead copywriter for Dan Kennedy at one point for over two years. Dan Kennedy's like the he's, marketing god. He's my god. <laughs> so yeah, I've had some incredible guest experts on my show, uh, SEO experts that are just genius. Um, it just goes on and on, on and on. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I'm glad I'm on your show because I get to funnel hack how you do it. Um, because one thing I've been doing on my back end is asking for a review to grow my podcast. Um, do that as well. Wh whether, okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, is that going back to what we focused asking before? Stop focusing on the audience and focusing on the relationships of the guests. But obviously we kind of need, it would be nice to have a bit of both. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, and you never stop striving to get more audience for sure. 
It's just the priority. What is your priority? It's the guest. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's one component. I'm glad you brought that up. It's very important that people don't just discount and say, oh, well, Brian said, don't worry about the audience members. I'm just going to go on live for three years and have zero people on. It's like, that ain't going to help much uh, because you won't get the guest experts that you are looking for. But, you know, you said, if you do it with enough quality, here, here's what I found. Mm-hmm. Here's what I found. This is the secret, Julian. This is it. It always this comes it. back. Let's every time it. I talk about it, every single time I talk about it, it comes back to the quality of the show itself or the podcast. So for me, with live video, it involves other elements like graphics, nice branding, some cool little animation that I have. I actually have a, a plane fly over and drop bombs that say smart knowledge and wisdom that they're dropping and they explode and they're transparent so we can see through them and hear, hear through them when the guest you know, drops a bomb. That through the, the ashes, bomb. I come up and be like, I'm here guys, what's up? <laughs> I'm just stole your thunder. <laughs> oh, no worries. Yeah, it's just quality, not just that, also, everything I was talking about, the communication leading up to it, they're receiving it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times they come on and say, Brian, my God, this is the most, and this isn't to pat myself on the back. This is to help people to learn that the more they put into it, the more they're going to get out of it. And it was, I can't believe how organized you are. And I almost fall out of my chair laughing because literally, I mean, if you could see my desk right now, there's papers everywhere. Um, but the thing yeah. is, is it, it portrays professionalism. It portrays quality. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens. My show, this is a secret too, is not my business. It's not my business. But when someone comes on and says, you know, I want to learn how to do what you do. And then they've either experienced the show or they've seen it after researching it just because of the quality factor alone. See, here's the thing. They look up Julian Danielak and they say, well, um, this guy's got it all rocking. This is guy's got everything going. And so no matter what it is you have to sell, if it fills a need, they're more apt to do business with you and feel good about it with less hesitation, less resistance. I found that to be true for me time and time again. Quality is, has bubbled up to be the number one component. And this is part of my signature talk. You know, it's all about quality. Um, it's all about it's quali- three things, quality, automation, and massive exposure. The three, the three uh, key elements of, of carpet bomb marketing. So there's three again. Um... That's it. You only get them once. Oh, far out. (laughs) (laughs) Quality, automation, and massive exposure. And it's, I'm almost finished with a book. It's called Mind Body Business. It's after my show, but the concepts are all there because it's the the three pillars of success in entrepreneurship are mind, you know, that's mindset, body, taking care of yourself in business, all the skill sets that we need. And in there, uh, I have a Venn diagram, you know, the circles Mm -hmm. that intersect. There's one in the all middle. three of those that I just mentioned intersect because they all need each other for this whole thing to work as a system in the most profound way. You, you pull one of them out of that mix and, and it's, it's like it. having a tripod with two legs. You kick one leg away. What happens to the tripod? Okay. Well, uh, I, I think massive exposure is missing from my Venn diagram. Um, Cause I, I do the automation. I do have quality and then guests occasionally compliment on the emails and they, they turn into calls, which is awesome. However, I don't have that massive exposure. Um, I, I would like to, I, I, unfortunately, we do need to wrap it up here. I've had such a great conversation with you, Brian, and um, I'm sure we could do part two easily. Um, where is the best place for my audience to find you? And if you have, say, an event or something you'd like to promote, the stage is yours. Wow. So best place, and this will be a little ironic it, because I mentioned LinkedIn, but Facebook. 
It's where I do a lot of my personal uh, interaction. The best place is Facebook. Um, I'm always fringing on, Ma I'm not trying to boast or brag, but I'm always fringing on 5,000. I always try to clear it, keep a few open, friend me, and then message me. I might uh, ditch some others just for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's see, I, can't, I think it's Brian C. Kelly. I can never remember if it's Brian C. or Brian Car Carl, if you're looking. I have hair in the picture. That's why I bring it up. Um, this was a, This is pretty fresh to be shaved off here. Uh, there's a reason behind that, but I don't want to bring everybody down and it has not, it's don't worry about it. Um, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So Facebook would be one. Um, uh, go to the mind body business show.com. And on the bottom of that is a, it's, it's a um, registration form, if you will. All that means is you're going to get notif notified of the next upcoming live show. And I have one every week. That's a great way also to connect. Cause then I'd love to see you come in, interact and communicate. So you see, through your podcast, Julian, this is another aside, but I'm actually promoting my own show. That's another way to build viewership. And so, but I, I'm doing it with absolute all integrity, knowing anybody that watches this show is going to get massive value from it. I could easily charge for every one of them based on the content because of my guest experts. Uh, it's an unbelievable amount of value. And so I say it without any hesitation. I would register just so you never miss an episode. They're usually on Thursday nights. Um, um, in the U.S. time at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Um, and on occasion, we do a rare Tuesday, like I did with Les Brown. So they get to skip the line because I'm booked out through, um, and I'm going into November or so now. So yeah. it's a few months out. Well, I'm really glad it's at 5.30 p.m. Pacific because that's the best time for me because it's in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, got, you got some time to get some coffee or tea or whatever it is. Oh, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's at a... Seven or eight, or it's not very, it's not late, it's perfect. Anyway, enough about me, Brian. You know, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm definitely going to leave all those links in the description for my audience to find. Um, thanks for coming to Storytelling Secrets today. All right. Thank you, buddy. <laughs>